What is going on, everybody? It's your boy Nightmare K-Hawk back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is the news section of the podcast, so stay tuned, sit back, hope you poured yourself that alcohol adult beverage, and we are about to go to town. I hope everybody's Saturday was pretty good. It is December 18, 2022. It is Sunday morning. Just hit Sunday morning over here. But I hope everybody's had a good weekend so far, but definitely got something to announce here at the end of the show that has nothing to do with independent news. So stay tuned for that, but let's go ahead and get into the independent news, ladies and gentlemen. So we got three articles for you tonight. We got two from ReclaimTheNet.org, and we also have one from BlacklistNews.com. So we'll start off with the ReclaimTheNet.org. And something you probably didn't hear about, ladies and gentlemen, your mainstream media, and that is corporate collaboration pushes governments to create digital ID infrastructure. Now, majority of corporations went to see the installment of digital IDs. Want to see the installment of digital IDs? Well, check this out, ladies and gentlemen. Something you're not going to hear on your mainstream media. A group of private companies have published a digital ID blueprint encouraging the state governments to implement policies involved in creating digital ID. The blueprint was published by the Better Identity Collaboration, a group of 27 U.S. companies including MasterCard, Equifax, AT&T, and more. The group either wants to stop the worry about ID fraud or to profit from it, preventing ID fraud by pushing to normalize digital IDs. So here are the companies, ladies and gentlemen, AT&T, CVS, Discovery, Equifax, Experian, Facetech, ID.me, ID.mafia, J.P. Morgan Chase, Lux Nexus, Mass Mutual, MasterCard, Microsoft, Norton LifeLock, Notarize, OneSpan, PNC Bank, Ping Identity, TransUnion, U.S. Bank Wells Fargo. The collaboration is encouraging states to make their Department of Motor Vehicles the core of developing and maintaining digital ID systems because these departments are central to each state's identification system. Apple makes further push into digital IDs with driver's license now in Maryland. The second recommendation is updating a virtual records bureau and having these bureaus create an attribute validation systems. These records include birth, death, and marriage databases. The third recommendation is for states officials to stop fearing or downing digital ID innovation like drivers like digital driver's license which can encourage wider adoption by the general public. Policymakers should also make sure digital ID systems meet government and industry standards. The fourth policy recommendation is for government to ensure 100% Participating in digital IDs by targeting marginalized population. There go that word marginalized again. Marginalized population ensuring they get the same attention as others, like the mobile driver's license. See, ladies and gentlemen, corporations are behind the scenes working to push these digital IDs, as I've been telling you this for a while now. Like, digital IDs, folks, are going to be the norm. They're going to get rid of all the paper IDs and all the stuff because they want to bring us to a digital transformation. And that is the fourth industrial revolution. This is all part of the fourth industrial revolution, folks. And this is what I keep trying to tell you folks out there, that 
you're not going to be able to get away. I don't care how much Monero you have. I don't care how much privacy tech you have. I don't give a damn about anything. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have these digital IDs for the simple fact because you need to drive. And if you're in the United States, you're going to have a digital ID. If you're in Canada, you're going to have a digital ID. If you're in Mexico, you're going to have a digital ID. This is all coming to the West, folks. Now, in certain other countries, they don't have driver's license, which is great. But pretty much your digital ID is going to be for everything. Your social credit score, your carbon credit limit, your be able to drive, be able to fish, be able to hunt, be able to do anything in the West is going to be pretty much tied to a digital ID, including your vaccine status, folks. Like I said, this is the type of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, folks, and nobody's talking about this because nobody really knows about it. And this is why I do my news section so I can bring it to you live and in color so you can bring it and share with friends and family members because folks this is gonna happen here in the next couple years they're already working on this they're already pushing states and as it said in maryland they already have it they already have it ladies and gentlemen i mean it's completely asinine i know in arizona like i told you the last time when i was in arizona id me is a digital id you had to have an id me account which is a digital id a form of a digital id in order to get your unemployment folks it's completely asinine it didn't stop fraud it, fraud continued anyway even with a digital id it's all bullshit folks it's all complete bullshit but i have some good news folks let's go ahead and talk about this next article so the browser for those that like firefox but think mazola lost its way so once the absolute favorite of security and privacy minded users firefox is now being forked into projects that offer better privacy. Back in the day when Firefox was born out of Netscape, mistakes, and then quickly offering innovative features and free and open source perks related to development and, and usage squeezed out Microsoft obsolete Internet Explorer. Many thought that the browser wars were over and that the good guys had won, but not so fast because Google growing gargantuan data collection base company realized that it needed to have its own browser so chrome became both the expression and the engine of cementing google's dominance on the web in the meantime firefox was losing users only because it was objectively unable to compete against monopolized tech powers of google another reason were a series of missteps of its developer mazola who for a while seemed interested in anything and everything including phones and politics, but also introduction of some dubious, to put it mildly, features like telemetrics instead of focus on making Firefox the best browser it can be. With all this in mind, it's no wonder that th that those communities who were early adopters and advocates of Firefox have for a while been looking for alternatives and LibreWolf may be a project to to pique that interest. All the more, all the more so since LibreWolf is a Firefox fork with the with the explicit goal of bringing back some of the privacy, security, and user choice options. Mozilla has been stripping from the original product over the years. The community-driven project, whose source code is available on GitLab said it is a custom and independent version of 
Firefox with the above stated goal as its primary motive to exist and puts emphasis on users' freedom. In reality, it means that LibreWolf works to increase protection against tracking and fingerprinting and adds some more security ingredients into its custom mix via patches to browser versions that are applied from Firefox's newest builds, thus solving one of the problems plaguing some other attempts to bring Firefox back to its roots that suffer from sluggish inclusion of latest security updates and features. So folks, this is looking good. So Liberwolf, I'll definitely be downloading this after this podcast episode goes live tomorrow. So I'll definitely be freaking, uh, I mean, not tomorrow, it'll be going live on Wednesday. But uh, I'll definitely be uh, checking this out and uh, testing out this browser for sure. But let's continue. So the cross-platform Liberwolf differentiates itself, though, by stripping Firefox of telemetrics and disabling DRM as, as well as Google Safe Browsing to prevent connecting to Google service and offering other similar features out of the box. When its developers said that LibreWolf is independent of Firefox, they mean that the browser has its own profile, installation paths, installment, yeah, installation path and settings. The safety of extensions, the handling of which by Mozilla has been a bone of content among many users for years, is improved here by adding extension firewall that limits their internet access. Firefox users often add uBlock Origin as an extension to get rid of unwanted scripts and trackers, but LibreWolf includes it by default and sets enhanced tracking protection to strict. All this can be changed in the settings. As of this December, LibreWolf is available on the desktop for Linux, Mac, and Windows, while an Android app is said to be on the way. And that's good because I use Android, so it's definitely going to be good for my phone. On the skin deep level, Firefox users will not be will not be culture shocked by any unfamiliar UI since the changes are minimal. One of them is to remove the button to add the pocket bookmarking service, the inclusion of which causes much controversy among Firefox purists when it was first introduced due to its closed source nature. Even though still Competitors on paper, Firefox is tied to Google by a very strong bond money. The bulk of Mozilla funds come from its partnership with the tech giant that ensures Google search remains the default search engine. LibreWolf goes for something that was until recently considered a very viable and sustainable alternative, DuckDuckGo. But over the past year, the project has been marred by a series of controversies too. The good news in both browsers is that Although for most users, the default is king, i.e. they never changed it. This could be done in a number of searches can be set as primary instead. Some users will stick to Firefox for convenience, although Google Chrome is dictating standards these days at a pace that is breaking some features of an increasing number of sites. The same is inevitable true of LibreWolf, but at least security and privacy are taken up a notch here as worthy trade-offs. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. So LibreWolf is an alternative for you Mozilla Firefox advocates out there. So there you go. 
I'll definitely be putting this link in the description. I definitely will be checking out Libra Wolf as well. Like I said, I will be downloading this after this podcast. So I'm definitely going to check this out because I was a huge Mazola Firefox back in the day, especially after the problems of Netscape. I remember Netscape and all the problems it had. So I definitely will be checking out <laughs> Libra Wolf for sure. All right, folks, we got one more story to talk about, and that is the Senate passes a massive $858 billion national defense budget bill. So the National Defense Authorization Act. So the Senate on Thursday night passed a massive $858 billion national defense authorization act in a vote of 83 to 11. The spending bill has already been approved by the House and now heads to the president's desk for his signature. The $858 billion billion bill is $45 billion more than Biden asked for and represents an 8% increase from the 2022 National Defense Authorization Act. It marks the second year in a row that Congress adds tens of billions of dollars to the president's original request as massive military spending is popular on both sides of the aisle. Out of the eight. $58 $58 billion, $817 billion will go to the Pentagon, and the remaining funds will go toward military spending for other departments, including $30 billion for Energy Department Nuclear Weapons Program. The NDAA will ramp up tensions with Russia and China, as it includes amendments that will help the U.S. send more arms to Ukraine and Taiwan. One measure will give the Pentagon wartime purchasing power by allowing non-competitive multi-year contracts for certain arms. The authority could be used to refill U.S. stockpiles, arm Ukraine, and assist foreign governments that have provided support for Ukraine. Ukraine will receive $8 million in the Ukraine security is assisted from the NDAA, a program that allows the U.S. government to purchase weapons for KV. The vast majority of aid for Ukraine will still be authorized as emergency funds and the White House is currently seeking an additional $37.7 billion, which is expected to be included in an abuse abundance spending bills Congress wants to pass before the end of the year. When it comes to arming Taiwan, the spending bill will give Taiwan $3 billion in annual military aid and includes other provisions provisions to increase informal uh Diplomatic ties with Tapio, Tapi. Other notable amendments include 11.5 billion a new investment for the Pacific, new for the Pacific Deferred Initiative, a program to build up the Asia Pacific to confront China, and the bill will roll back the Pentagon's COVID-19 vaccine mandates. This is absolutely asinine, folks. The only thing good in this bill is that they're going to roll back the COVID-19 mandates, vaccine mandates, which I complete was stupid to begin with. But listen, folks, they're spending $858 billion on shit we don't need to spend money on. But this is Congress. They love war. It's profitable. It makes them a lot of money. It fits right into their pockets and their agenda. It's absolutely asinine, folks. It's absolutely disgusting. So, like I said, folks... Like, I'm going to put the link in the description to this article below. But honestly, folks, I really, truly believe that people are unaware of what's going on in the Congress right now. They really are unaware and they don't understand anything what's going on in the U.S. Senate. 
what they're doing behind the scenes, why they're putting all this bullshit out in the media about Sam Brakeman, Fry, Kanye, Trump's new NFT, and all this bullshit, folks. It's completely asinine. It's completely freaking dumb. It's really ridiculous. And I'm disgusted. But I'm not surprised at all. We see this every single year. This is why I don't get into politics because it's all bullshit, folks. It's always been bullshit. The government has never, ever been your friend, folks, at all. It's absolutely been asinine. And I just hope people wake up to the bullshit that the government's doing. But we all know that will never happen because most people are brainwashed. They love being slaves to the system because they're comfortable with having the illusion that they're fighting the system, but they're really not. It's absolutely pathetic, and it's absolutely shameful. So, folks, those are those three articles that I brought you. So, now that we have a lot more time, I definitely want to talk to you about some things that's going on with the Edge Wallet. So, I'm going to pivot to crypto real quick. So, in the Edge Wallet, they just had an update on the Edge app, where now you can stake your coins and get some staking rewards in the Edge app. So, you know that I have Doge and Monero, so I'm not able, obviously, to stake Monero, but I'm able to stake Doge. So, I'm going to be doing, like, maybe $50 every paycheck, you know. I'm going to buy $200 worth of Doge every week, you know, 200 and some odd dollars every week, and then I'm going to put, like, 50 bucks into the staking rewards to stake by Doge and get the staking rewards. And it is through ThorChain's Atomic Swaps, which is pretty cool. Um, it's right in the app. You can actually use it. It's pretty good, pretty easy to do. Um, pretty fun as well. But yeah, folks. Um, but that's all I had to say about that. So if you haven't downloaded an Edge Wallet, definitely download the Edge Wallet. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's very cool, especially if you're in your you're in the United States. It is a global wallet, so you can get it in pretty much any country in the world. Um, so it's pretty amazing, pretty awesome, pretty user-friendly. So definitely download the Edge Wallet. But dating back to some of these articles, folks, I mean, <laughs> the whole corporation push, folks, we told you this was going to happen. I told you specifically this was going to happen, folks, that the corporations are going to be the ones that push this because, you know, we got to, you know, stop fraud and all this bullshit. It's absolutely asinine, folks. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's pretty sad. It's pretty disgusting to see. But it's not surprising at all, folks. And actually, looks like there is another article that just came out to, uh, just yesterday. And I'm going to go ahead and read this article to you, folks. So you guys are going to get a bonus article tonight. And that is the partnership of Big Tech and the Department of Homeland Security. So the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, DHS, and its collaboration with Big Tech is once again under criticism, this time from the angle of a campaign hub bringing together organizations describing themselves as working at the intersection of social justice. Previously, the DHS was under intense scrutiny for its attempts to, via the failed disinformation government board, and enlist Big Tech in what free speech advocates and some U.S. lawmakers and politicians saw as a real-life iteration of the fiction dystopian minister of truth. Now, other groups say the DHS overstepped when they work with companies like Microsoft, uh, Palantir, Motorola Solution, LexisNexis, and Shot 
spotter to acquire surveillance tech, which in turn they say has helped marginalize the police as well as increase DHH demand for such technology. The Action Center on Race and the Economics and the Economy, joined by Little Sis, Media Justice and the Surveillance, Tech and Imagine and the Immigration Policing Project has published a report looking into the flow of money between states and large tech firms in that scenario. The report mentions that the post-9-11 war on terror as a basically a milestone in U.S. history, nothing that is capitalized on public fear. What's most often mentioned in this context is the overall spread of intrusive surveillance that's followed and severe privacy and data security ramifications. However, the report focused on how the war on terror helped Washington justify military interventions abroad, but also allegedly in the process contributed to Islamic phobia violence across the world and in the U.S. The DHS came to be just a year later in 2002 to reshape the way federal immigration data analysis and emerging response worked up into that point, says the report titled DHS Open for Business, How Tech Corporations Bring the War on Terror to Our Neighborhoods. Ever since both DHS funding and big tech players like Microsoft and smaller but influential and powerful corporations alike have fueled surveillance and policing technology through a process that is said to be anything but transparent and easy to, to untangle. The cost of this shift is the sh- the cost of this shift in policy are said to be going into billions in counterterrorist grant money with the activists of one DHS agency, FEMA, and its Urban Area Securities Initiative program particularly highlighted. Local police and DHS are accused of promoting surveillance and the creation of a, mil- a militarized Police using these grants and even of making sure that the tech companies promoting funding of those types of projects would be the very ones, the very ones monetarily benefiting from them the most. The report covers four major cities, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Boston, in a bid to document the scope of this UASI corporation synergy. We spotlight data fusion centers. Institutions that enable interagency information sharing and are heavily funded by UASI, uh, ACRE says on its website. At the same time, narrowing the focus on the negative impact of these actions on people of color in immigration communities. The purpose of the Fusion Center bankroll by DHS is to allow the privately owned companies such as LexisNexis and Experian to share data with government entitlements at the local, state, and federal level. Then there's a Microsoft, then there's Microsoft, which has managed to make itself a DHS cloud platform and is said to have also conveniently backed the creation of these fusion centers to then, in some instances, participate in developing their infrastructure. The report calls for local and state actions that would reject urban area security innovation funding, redirecting the money instead to education, housing, and healthcare. At the same time, the groups behind the document want officials at this level of government to drop fusion centers and other surveillance networks. At the federal level, Congress has urged 
to, without delay, decrease the Homeland Security Grant Program, HSGP, by half as well as separate funding for emergency response and immigration service from the DHS budget on the path to total divestments. Regarding ties with corporations who make money from mass data harvesting, federal agency and Congress should get rid of loopholes allowing this to happen. Also make sure to limit and regulate corporate data sharing. And as for corporations themselves, they should no longer be able to rely on surveillance and data collection as their core business model argues the report. The power of Microsoft ETAL to influence Policing should be stripped away. It continues while these companies should be should stop funding law enforcement and various forms of lobbying with the goal of promoting counterterrorism agenda that harms our community. I agree with this article 100%. So there it is, folks. This is what's going on behind the scenes. So while you're over there arguing about Monero, how it's the best privacy tech and all these IPP stuff and all this crap, right? While you're arguing about Sam Breaker 5, he should be in prison or not, which he is going to prison, by the way. Or is Kevin Leary a dumbass or whatever, or CZ or Binance or the, whatever the next centralized exchange is going to fall. This is what's going on behind the scenes, folks. And this is what I keep telling you. Stop looking at distractions. You're being distracted on purpose. All this shit is being rolled out right in front of your face, right in, in front of your eyes. And everyone wants to argue and fight and complain and bitch and moan about, oh, well, who cares about that? I just need my Monero and I'm good. No, motherfucker, you're not good. Because once these digital IDs come, as these freaking big tech and Department of Homeland Security continue to partner up with everything, and the Senate and the Congress continue to, to put out these massive spending bills, folks, the worst it's going to get, the worst it's going to get, I mean, Australia's absolutely destroyed. Canada looks fucked up. China's reopening again, which is completely good for them. But they need to overthrow their CCP, by the way. Their freaking uh, government that's in power. They need to overthrow them. But folks, this is what's happening behind the scenes. And it's completely so incredibly crazy how people cannot see the writing on the wall. It's completely asinine. We are heading towards a dystopian world. We had a massive collapse in the crypto market yesterday, um, which was good for me because, you know, I was able to sell some assets, make some money, and then I'm going to buy some more Dogecoin, of course, you know, and keep my bank account going with Dogecoin. And also, I'm going to start saving some cash as well, keep that on hand as well. But other than that, folks, I mean, we got Monerotopia here in 2023 in, in uh, May 6th and 7th down there in Mexico City. So if you definitely want a ticket, make sure you go to Monerotopia.com. I'll definitely put the link in the description so you can definitely buy tickets. You only can pay with Monero, so you definitely got to pay with Monero and use Monero. So that's pretty good. And the price of tickets will go up. I don't know when, though. But yeah, folks. There's a lot of things going on right now in the media. I mean, you call Jim Cramer, if you watch some of that on Squad Box or whatever, where he called Dogecoin and all these other cryptos shit and all this stuff. But he's a hater anyway. You should do the opposite of anything Jim Cramer says, folks. Like me right now, I'm kind of just taking it slow by slow and I'm sh 
and I'm starting to move away from the Monero community slowly but surely and go my own path. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, like this is what's going on, especially if you're here in the United States. This is what's happening around the USA since I live in America. So I want my country to be free again. You know, back the way it was before all this COVID shit and all these pandemics and scams and shit started happening. But I really don't think it's going to go back to the way it was, folks. I know it's not going to go back to the way it was ever, ever again. At least in my lifetime, it's not. So you got all these people on Twitter bitching and complaining about, you know, shit that really doesn't matter. They're not going to be able to fix anyway because they don't know how much power they have, which is completely asinine anyway. And it's really sad. It's really terrible, to be honest. And it sucks how people love to be slaves to their own freaking system and their own government. How people have really taken a backseat to this and not really doing anything. I mean, yes, you have certain people that are standing up like myself, insane cryptomatic, people in the Monero community, people in Libertarian Party, people in a freaking, um, what is that? Um, what are they called? Um... The anarchist movement as well, Jeff Berwick, you have Max Egan, you have all those speakers that are going to be there as well, uh, people that's going to be speaking at the Monero community, guys like Raphael and things like that, that are anarchists and stuff. I don't like to put myself in categories, to be honest, folks. I'm just a black dude that's married and freaking and I'm a gamer, so you know what I mean? But other than that, folks, I'm more of a spiritual human being, which is absolutely great. I really don't think about the whole point of put myself in all these different groups. I use cryptocurrency as much as I can, more than I should, to be honest. But I'm actually going to start using these stake rewards as far as um, as far as doing it with Dogecoin and the Edgewall, which is great. And that's something you have to do, folks, with high inflation and stuff. You really want to stop using government currencies. Now, I know what you're saying, Nightmare, then why would you save dollars? Well, I'm saving dollars, folks, because I have to move. Unfortunately, and unfortunately, paying a mover's truck, they don't accept cryptocurrency. So I have to save dollars for that. Be moving down to uh, Florida. So that should be awesome with my wife. It's going to be absolutely amazeballs. So can't wait for that. But folks, I mean, I mean, what do y'all think, man? The partnership of Big Tech and Department of Homeland Security. Are you have you folks out there not known that this was going on? And if you have it, are you shocked that this is happening? What about the fact of the whole, what about the fact of the whole, um, what was that? Give me just a second. I just lost it. What about the fact of these digital IDs, folks? I told y'all, man. I told y'all these digital IDs were coming, folks. We told you. And now they're pushing it. They are pushing those digital IDs, folks. I'm telling you, it's not going to be good, folks, once those digital IDs come. It's not going to be good. You're not going to like your life at all. You're going to hate it, folks. You're really, really going to hate it. Again, I'm going to put these links in the description below, folks, so you folks can reference these articles. I don't have a lot more to say, folks, because I'm going to get the hell out of here. I'm probably going to play my Xbox a little bit more, and then uh, I'm going to probably head to bed here soon. Because uh, we got some NFL here tomorrow. I'm definitely going to be watching that. 
continue in my groups of my sports groups and things like that and just enjoy life folks i will be doing a podcast of my predictions for 2023 um i definitely will also be talking about the things i'm going to be looking to do in 2023 uh getting close to the end here my web 3 freaking interview didn't happen um i wasn't able to do it this week so i'm looking to see if i can do it next weekend we'll see what happens i'll talk to the guy and see if we can get him on for that interview, but if not, folks, I will definitely bring you some crypto news. I'm actually going to start reading a new book for Web3 that I bought from Amazon, The Dogecoin Standard, folks. If you guys have not read that book, definitely check out your local Amazon.com website. Look up The Dogecoin Standard. There's also an audiobook of The Dogecoin Standard as well. Definitely check that out. Listen to it. Um, the Monero Standard is out as well. You can definitely buy that as your local Probably Amazon as well. You can pay with Dogecoin. You can pay with Monero. You can pay with a couple other cryptocurrencies as well to buy that as well. Or you can use the Amazon gift card to get it as well. So shout out to Stoic and his book as well. I'll definitely be buying that book here very soon. But I have a lot of books to read, ladies and gentlemen. I have finished my blockchain book as well. Um, That's a good read as well. If you don't know anything about blockchain, I suggest you buy it. On Amazon.com as well. Get that shipped to your house. Read it up. Learn about blockchain. I'm going to crack open the Web3 book that I've been wanting to read for a long time. So I'm definitely going to get to that here in a little bit. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to continue to live life. Even though all this surveillance is coming in. This is why I have a huge big plan to really travel in 2023. Because I see this dystopian world coming into play. The fourth industrial revolution is actually already here. It's just that most Americans don't know that it's here yet. We're already under massive surveillance as it is, folks. Everywhere you go, everywhere you drive, every person you meet, you're under mass surveillance. They know who you hang out with, who you're chilling with, who you're having sex with, who you're dating. They already know this information. No privacy tax is going to be able to stop that. So, folks, get back to life. Get back to living life. And again, I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to keep repeating this over and over and over again. Make sure to stack up your food, stack up your pantry, make sure to get a six-month to a year supply of water, make sure you make sure you're all set there, make sure you get all your supplies in bulk, because shit is about to hit the fan in America, folks. I have a bad feeling about 2023, especially here in the United States, I really, really do. And it's just really, really been itching me. Like, I really believe there's going to be a massive collapse in 2023, um, 2023, 2024. But specifically 2023, I think there's going to be a major collapse. Um, There might be something big that happens in 2023. I'm not sure yet. I'm still doing research on that. But I have a stinky intuition that will be a problem. Um, I think... Decentralized cryptocurrencies will take a hit, especially in the first quarter of 2023, for sure. But I'm still going to be stacking Doge. I'm still going to be stacking Monero. I'm still going to be using both. Um, Can't wait for Monero to be 23. Hopefully it does happen this year and hopefully it doesn't get canceled. Um, But yeah, folks, I'm waiting on my passport now, waiting for my birth certificate to come back. And then once that comes back and everything's all set, I'll buy my plane ticket to Mexico. Um, I might stay a little longer. We will see. 
I might stay a little longer. We will definitely see. I'm not sure yet. We will definitely see. But other than that, folks, uh, 2023, like I said, I'm looking to go to Alaska. I'm looking to go to Game Summerfest. Summerfest, uh, Game Summerfest as well. Check that out and see how that works out with gaming and things like that. Um, I'm definitely going to check out the new Avatar. Even though the person said something about climate change or whatever. I don't really care for that. That doesn't bother me. He has his opinion. I have mine. Definitely going to check out the new Avatar. I'm going to wait till it comes to Prime Video. I'm definitely going to download the new American Horror Story as well. I'm going to check that out as well, folks. I'll definitely give you my review on the new American Horror Story episode. I don't know what season one. I think we're on season 11 or something like that. Um, but yeah, folks. I'm just a normal person. You know, really like living life and things like that. You know, I don't get caught up with the whole, you know, dystopian shit anymore. We all know it's coming anyway, so we just got to thrive in it and just continue to live and do the things that we want to do that makes us a great individual, great spiritual being, try to help people, be nice to people, things like that, even though when they're being completely ass clowns to you. So that's another thing you have to do as a human being and as a spiritual being, because remember, folks. You only get one shot at this at life, you know, try to live the best life you can, you know, never live in fear, do not try to hide under your mattress or things like that, yes, you want to be private as possible, but also you want to be open and transparent as well, you know, because as a human being, you want to interact with other human beings, you want to travel, you want to see the world, you want to take risk in life, and things like that, and that's why I do the things that I do. Regardless of what anybody says, I beat to my own drum and that's what I love about being myself. And that's what you have to do as well. Be nice to people, folks. Because in this trial times right now, that's what people need. They need nice people. They need people that's willing to help. You know, don't take advantage of people as well. I mean, that's just pathetic as well. But other than that, folks, I'm going to go ahead and just leave it there for now. I'm going to get up out of here. Go back playing the video game. Get on my Xbox, play some video games, check out some stuff. And I will holler at y'all next week. Peace.